All right, guys. Let's get literal. Poetically? I don't think he knows what literal means. (laughs) (laughs) I think I was going with literacy. Literary. Yes. Okay. All right, guys. Let's get literary. Literature. Write me a haiku about It Follows. No. (laughs) (laughs) As someone who um, forgot the assignment and wrote a haiku about Critters (laughs) 2... Uh, I'm just going to sing you guys the poem from Police Academy 4 from Bobcat Goldwaith. Go ahead, guys. Go ahead. I hate haikus. <laughs> it Follows was super great. That's the end for now. Super great? Yeah. Super great. All right. All right. Well, here's mine. Listen, I had to get to seven five, syllables. Five, seven, <laughs> five. Yeah, he's, he's on it. Here you go. You ready? I'm ready. Synth monotony. Boring sitting scenes of snooze. It follows, then stops. Well done. It doesn't stop, though. That's the whole point of the movie. The movie stops. Yeah, all right. I'll give you that. <laughs> I'm still going to give you guys the Police Academy thing. I like mine. Yours was that was amazing. Really good. That yeah. was so good. All right. What do you got, Garrett? Mean Gene made a machine. JoJo made it go. Art Art blew a fart and blew the whole damn thing apart. That's it. That's all I got. That may be the best poem ever. <laughs> all right. Roll the music. <laughs> I thought for a minute you were going dun, 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 dun. that little old horror. Sure. You know what I'm talking Scooby-Doo about? Scooby-Doo creeping. Yeah, the creepy sound. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Best hey, intro <laughs> ever. <laughs> we're going to have music. I'm just going to have you doing that for a minute and a half. <laughs> Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace, thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. My name is Mark, again joined by John and Garrett. Fellas, are we doing today? How? How? How are you doing? doing? Yeah. Are we? I am doing. I will acknowledge. Good. No one's dead. <laughs> no, not yet. We're getting literacy over here. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting literal. Wait, that's not right. Good yeah. then? Are we doing good then? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Move yeah. along, Mark. Move along. <laughs> this is completely unrelated to our topic, except for the fact that you made us do a poem. I remember when I was a kid in okay. the 90s, there mm. a haiku is a poem. He's right. Um, uh, now who's getting literal? It does right. fall into the poem realm of literature. Anyway, when I was a kid in the 90s, there was a lot of TV ads for adult literacy. I feel like those don't exist anymore. Did we cure that problem? I just think we stopped caring. Ah, uh, Remember think, Hooked on Phonics? Yeah. Worked for me? Yeah, yeah. But Gone. those are for kids. I don't see kid literacy either, but I remember I saw adult literacy ads in the 90s on TV. I remember those, yeah. Can you imagine being alive in 2018 with the internet and not being able to read? Uh, could you imagine being alive in 1995 no. and not being able to read? But people did it. Dude, the sad thing is there's a lot of people still who just are not yeah. fully literate by the time they like graduate high school. They just Dude, fake that's it. true. It's wow. a problem. This is, yeah. But it's just surprising that it's still a problem. So PSA, learn to read.
Hey, John, thanks for bringing us down, bro. No problem, man. Join the Book It Club. You'll get a personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut. Oh, man. I read so many books from those pizzas. <laughs> I was always disappointed by the size. I know they were free and small, but I always wanted more. They're personal. I know. Oh, it was a ride of bragging at our school. It was like, yo, how many pizzas you have this month? There you go. So, got now on to a movie that has nothing to do with reading. Not yet. We'll oh, there. okay. Not to the movie yet. I got some news for you. Do share. It was announced uh, by bookriot.com. Ooh, more books. I'm looking that at. John's running for local sheriff. What? You heard it here first. <laughs> scary Stories is getting another volume. They're making a new Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Is it going to come out with the movie? Uh, No. That would be way too clever. I know. But yeah, they're making a fourth volume and they're having a bunch of uh, apparently star-studded authors come in and write a singular story and it's going to be added in. Uh, honestly, you guys, I'm not big on the literary world, so I didn't recognize a lot of these names except for R.L. Stein. I do know oh, that one. R.L. Stein's a gangster. He's still yeah. around? Yeah, apparently. Good for him. Um, so that's Is R.L. Stein a man? Yeah. R.L. Oh. Stein the man. I thought R.L. Stein was a woman all this time. No, he's a man. You don't remember the Goosebumps uh, TV show? No. Nope. He would open each one. I do not remember the TV uh, show. I always thought R.L. Stein was a woman. Oh, well... The more you know. <laughs> We're gonna all the PSAs from back in the day. Yeah. We're going to hit every single Boy, one of them. Goosebumps, like, man, I, I used yeah. to, I read every one of those, I think. I think Goosebumps came out a little too late in my life. That was after my time. Um, so I actually haven't read any Goosebumps or seen the movies or watched the show or any of that stuff. Is it worth visiting as an adult? I have no idea. I've never visited as an adult. I, I'm a, after uh, the Critters experience, I'm afraid to go revisit it now. <laughs> yeah, it could be awful. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, it's probably going to be like an alone of the dark type. Yeah. I mean, they're meant there. for like six-year-olds, so I imagine it would take like 20 minutes to read one. That's fair. Yeah. Maybe we should do that. There's a lot of good books that have been doing this, though, like over the past couple of years. A lot of Kickstarters have been come out, uh, like Corpse Cold, New American Folk- Folklore. Folklore. Ooh. Um, the more like anthology books? Yeah, like anthology that have like the, the gamel type art, um, who have short stories based off, you know, the urban legends and American folklore and things like that. There's been a lot of good Kickstarters. I'm, I'm sure they'll be getting published outside of Kickstarter too, but yeah. um, it's cool that they're doing this, but I kind of feel like this might be advertised like we're bringing it back and it's like, no, it's kind of been around. It's just hasn't had the name on it. Yeah, I mean, the big marquee title right, yeah, is coming exactly. back, so that's why it's yeah. news. Um, for me though, if they don't have someone that's, you know, Stephen Gamble level art, I'm not going to be interested. Like the art is what made those stories for me. Mm. So um, hopefully they know that. I don't think there was any art in Goosebumps, just the cover. Yeah. Yeah. But it was all that same style of, of art on the Goosebumps books, though. I felt like they got the same guy to do a lot. Yeah, of it was pretty similar. But it had its own feel. Yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward more to seeing who they're going to bring in to do the art. And uh, we can see if that's going to be worth our time. Well, you guys can't hear it or see it on the podcast. You can't hear it on the podcast, but see that guy's art right there, guys? That's yeah, cool. Yeah, that's very Gamble-esque. That's um, Chad Whirl. That's Chad Whirl from... Um, the American or the uh, Corpse Cold book that I was just talking about. Mm-hmm. His art is like spot on Gamble esque. So they, they need they to get, get like, that guy to do they it. They can get that dude to do it. I mean, he's got some crazy awesome pictures. I mean, That's maybe we'll cool. throw some up on the uh, the Instagram. Yeah, and you guys can see it, the Twitter and stuff. Yeah, let's but, do it. Yeah, his stuff is like dead on. So they can totally nail this. There's no reason not to. I mean, I'm sure there's tons of other artists out there doing the same style, but yeah. there's no reason they can't nail this out of the park. I also found out that Gamel did artwork for a Thanksgiving story, and it's all just very, you know, the same look hmm. and feel, very mm-hmm. creepy looking. I wonder if that one's worth picking up. Um, just last bit of news. In terms of scary stories to tell in the dark, the documentary has been picked up by the distribution company Wild Eye Releasing. 
and that'll be put out in 2019. Um, I thought that was coming out sooner, but I guess they're going to have a better distro. Maybe maybe they just didn't have distribution. Yeah. Also, 2019 is only like a month away. That's true, but it was when you leave it nebulous like that. I'm not thinking January, fair, right? Fair so, point. Uh, the Wild Eye releasing uh, company is responsible for films such as Tsunami, like a tsunami bee. I, I think it's a tsunami of zombies. No, That's it's bees. Get out for real. Sounds yeah, like a Sharknado, but with bees. Right. Only a tsunami. Um, My idea was way better. Yeah. <laughs> Amityville Exorcism and Paranormal Captivity. I tried to watch Amityville Exorcism. Oh, you did. It is such shit. I stopped it <laughs> halfway. And I am not a like movie stopper. Like I've seen some really shitty horror movies. I can normally power Once through. Once you're in, you're in. Yeah. This one, I was like, what the fuck am I watching? And I just turned it off. I think it was like on Amazon Prime or something, but ugh. Paralegal Activity, a.k.a. Ghosts. Well, maybe this will be a good thing for both parties involved because these movies do not give me confidence that this company has a lot of good stuff. Hey, they don't have to have good stuff as long as they have the money to put it out. That's true. Yeah, they didn't a, make it. They just a distribution company. All all they have to do is just get it out to us. They don't have to do a single thing. Yeah, that's ideally true. for free on Shutter or Amazon Prime. Yeah. Well, Shutter's stepping their game up. They got Mandy. Yeah, that's true. So, which will already be available on Shutter uh, by the time this airs. So, if you haven't seen Mandy. Check out Mandy. I think we need to do Mandy, you guys. Okay, put it on the list. All right, yeah. it's going on the list. We'll do it. Um, just one other bit of news I saw. You already uh, said that was the final piece of that's news. That's true. Mark. Did I? All right. But he's got to talk about his Katrina right and the Waves it. back no. tattoo. Well, he doesn't know about literal, so. <laughs> <laughs> I hardly know how to read. <laughs> Can we get some adult literacy in here? <laughs> All right, what's this last piece of news? No, nah, I'm scrapping it. No, We're the suspense is killing me. <laughs> Um, Christopher Landon, who directed Happy Death Day and Scouts Guided to the Apocalypse, um, is putting out a film called My Best Friend's Exorcism. Apparently, it's a huge book in the literary world, hmm. and uh, he's going to be adapting that. I thought I'd just bring it up because I think we've all seen Happy Death Day, but we haven't done an episode on it. Love that movie. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. I thought it was pretty good. John yeah. loved it. It's worth checking out. Yeah, we should put that on the podcast list too. Hey, listeners, see how this is done? <laughs> That's how this is done. This is how the sausage is made, folks. Side note, Christopher Landon wrote Paranormal Activity 2 through 4, The Marked Ones, and Disturbia. This isn't the guy from Highway to Heaven though, right? No, that's John Landis. <laughs> no, no, Michael Landis. Michael Landon. Yeah, Michael John Landis is somebody else too, though. Yes. It's okay. This podcast, we're just sit around and say who we think six, someone is. Six degrees of uh, highway to hell. Highway to hell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. Oh, press, God. press the stop button. We're done here today. We're in in this short. No. All right. Let's get into it. Follows from 2015. This was directed by David Robert Mitchell. It has a Rotten Tomatoes critical score of 97%. Are you fucking with me? Oh, no. 97%? That's absurdly high. That uh, is way too that's high. That's out of 240. Someone owes someone money. That's what that is. <laughs> 240 people money. Yeah. Uh, the audience score is at 66%. There which we is go. Accurate. There we go. That's out of 44,317. Jeez. Okay. That's that's a much more accurate score. I would I would close it maybe closer to 70, 73% for me. But I'm feeling 75, geez, 80. Jeez, that's Whoa. fucking 90. You're feeling it, huh? I really like this movie. Uh, well, let me, let me rephrase it. I really like certain parts of this movie because Mark's going to talk about how boring it is. But I am. That's what I'm going to focus I, on. Uh, uh, this stars Bailey Spry as Annie, Keir Gilchrist as Paul, Mika Monroe as Jay, Lily Sepp as Kelly, and Jake Weary as Hugh slash Jeff. This is what the back of the Blu-ray has to say about this one. Host VHS age. Of course. Not even DVD. We want high quality.
For 19-year-old Jay, fall should have been about school, boys, and weekends out at the lake. But after a seemingly innocent sexual encounter, she finds herself plagued by strange visions and an inescapable sense that someone or something is following her. Jay and her teenage friends must now find a way to escape the horrors that seem to be only a few steps behind in the critically acclaimed chiller that bloody disgusting calls the scariest movie of 2015. Well, I mean, that's the plot. Now, John, you wanted to do this movie. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. We went to the theater to see this, and I could have sworn we both walked out of that theater going, that movie was not great. This is way overhyped. Yes. Is that true? That is true. Okay. If my memory serves me correctly. Am I being like the post here? What's <laughs> yeah. happening? Where were you on January 15th? Uh, no. I object. No, I'm just wondering why you wanted to do this one. That's why. Um. Well, I feel that we've definitely done movies on this podcast that we've not liked. That's true. Um, but more importantly, I feel like this movie marked a transitional phase in what horror has become lately. <clears throat> if you think about... Um, Suspiria, Hereditary, all these sort of slow, slower, less jump scare heavy, um, uh, the quiet ones, that what it was called, the one with uh, Jim from The Office, The Quiet Place, uh, quiet place. The Quiet Place, um, It Comes at Night, all of these slower, paid the witch, I'm just listing horror movies now, <laughs> <laughs> but all these slower paced horror movies came after It Follows, and I think It Follows showed that you can make money um, and be critically acclaimed and have 66% of the people like you, even if it, you're not making a jump scare, heavy paranormal activity style movie. I can understand that. I agree with you there. This movie doesn't fall into the same cliches that uh, horror movies had been following right. through the paranormal era and even before that, you know, yeah. the gore hostile era. And it's definitely obvious that this movie was an early attempt at what came later. I think, uh, I mean, you can listen to the podcast about how I feel about Hereditary and how great it is, right? I think, obviously, later entries um, that sort of built upon this formula do it better than It Follows does. Um, but I appreciate that somebody took a risk to make a movie like this and put it out. That's fair. I will go ahead and front load us with what I don't like about this film. Do tell. I feel that it's very slowly paced. We've got a lot of slow camera work that just kind of slowly goes back and forth between characters. The characters themselves may be my, may be my biggest problem. They're all boring. The kids are so boring. They seem to have like two expressions, one of boredom and one of being scared. But I think that's sort of the theme of this movie. Boring? <laughs> boredom? <laughs> boredom. Yeah, I do. I think boredom plays a role into it and and... A sort of it takes place in Detroit, and they they do a Call lot of RoboCop. Drop it. Longing shots of how sort of destitute Detroit has become, and I think just sort of that general, um, I don't know how to say this word, malaise, 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 malaise. Haha, the general malaise that is, uh, especially if you think like 2015, the country was kind of coming out of with the Great Recession or whatever. So I also think it's a product of its time, but I do think boredom is part of, like, part and parcel of this movie. I think that was intentional. I don't think it was like they just did a shitty movie. I think we should change the word boredom to mundane. Yeah, that's good. Because I wouldn't find, I wouldn't say the movie, I mean, there's definitely parts of the movie you're just like, yeah, you could have just sped this up by 0.3 and we would have been happier. But I wouldn't say what you're what you're talking about isn't necessarily boredom. It's just a very mundane <clears throat> um, aesthetic 
that I think does kind of juxtaposition against the the intensity of this thing following you. Right. But also to Mark's point, though, there is so much of that established in this movie. It's like you don't need to halfway through this movie remind us how naturally mundane these people's lives are. We've got that. And they just keep hammering it home. And I don't know if it's to kind of like pull you away from the intensity of the scenes where something is following you to kind of basically, you know, like after you do a jump scare, you've got to bring the audience back Mm -hmm. down. And I think that was their form of doing that. But it comes off as, it does come off as boring at a certain point because we've done this song and dance. There's nothing unique about each time they go back and forth. It's like a yo-yo. Unless you start walking the dog or something like that. (laughs) We've seen it go up and down. We're good, you know? Um, So I think you both have valid points on this, but I enjoyed this movie the second time, the first time I did not like it at all though. So I don't know what changed between point A and point B. I will say we, we've said this a lot on the podcast, but if you trimmed out 20 minutes of this film, I'd probably like it a lot more. Um, there's a particular scene at the end where our crew of teenagers are going to set a trap. And then we have to wait 10 minutes from one scene to the next. Um, and literally the faces that they make is what I feel. And it's just like boredom. It's very expressionless type faces where there's all just kind of like literally doing nothing. They're waiting and we feel them. And this is how I felt through the (laughs) entire movie. And I'll put these up on Instagram for you to see, but I took shots of the film of what they were doing and it's just nothing. I'm just watching them fiddle around, sit around and be bored. And it's like, but I think you're, you're isolating it from the soundtrack, which plays, which I know you called it monotone synth, but I think it plays a really important part in how these scenes come off because it's always got that low sort of bassy raising um, tone that's meant to build dread and suspense. At the, to be fair, though, the, the scene that Mark's talking about at the end where they, they set the trap and they start waiting, it's silent. There's no soundtrack playing when they're waiting. It is really give, meant to give you this sense of like waiting. And I think that kind of worked well during that scene. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick up for that scene. There's previous times they did that where I was like, this is unnecessary. But one of the big points of this movie is if you can get far enough away from it, it's got to catch up to you. You've got time to think. You've got time to figure things out. And so I think the waiting after we've got a plan, they rush to set it up, and then you have to wait for this thing to show up really does throw you off as an audience member because you don't really know whenever, when, when things are going to pop off. Um, but again, like I think but shortening again, it we up. We had that done so many yeah. times in this movie. We didn't, if they had just saved it for that final scene, it would have been much more impactful than giving us three other to four other times previously in the movie doing the same thing. And since you touched on the soundtrack, John, it was done by the guy who's in Disaster Piece. And I think the soundtrack as a standalone is really well done. I think it's a great yeah, soundtrack. It's super good. I think it complements the movie well. Yeah, but unfortunately for me, the movie itself, like I know it was supposed to give a sense of dread, a sense of something's coming yeah. all, at all times, but it just, I don't know, the, the movie itself was just a little too slow for me to really like hook me in. And mm-hmm. I, I got distracted. I'd started picking up my phone and flipping through the news. Like I was just a little bored with it. It's crazy. I had the complete opposite. Yeah. I, I normally do other shit while I'm watching movies. This time I just sat there and I watched the movie. And also this, this movie was a victim of its trailer. Like we've said it several True. times, the best part of the film was in the trailer. Oh, this movie definitely was a victim of its trailer. Yeah. yeah. I would support that. But actually. see, I had a different take on it than both of you guys. During those scenes, like, you know, you thought this was a sense of dread, this buildup. Mark, you were completely bored out of your mind. <laughs> you know, like, you know, what's going on on Reddit? I, and I think we've established how I watch some of these movies and get into like the mindset of characters. Like during those times we're sitting there waiting around, I'm sitting there going like, oh, your plan is flawed. You guys need to fix this. 
What about this? Oh, they're playing did you, super Did you shitty. not plan for this? Hey, you've got time. Why not, you know, do a plan B? Why not have a plan C? Why not Dr. Doom this shit where if like five things go wrong, you're already prepared for those outcomes. Like that was the problem that I had is the movie gave me so much time to analyze what was going on that I was like, oh, you guys are dumb. Like, oh, why? And there was a scene where they, they practiced shooting the gun. Jay's practiced shooting the gun. Yeah. But if you're going to have Paul shoot the thing in the head at the end of the movie, which is what happens for a certain scene, why don't we, why isn't Paul practicing? Again, there was just so much like, sometimes it made sense and then sometimes it felt like they were just wasting film. So again, I can see both sides of it, but like for me, it bothered me because I'm sitting there going like, okay, we are not prepared. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, but I think it shows that they're just children trying to sort this shit out and their plan is something I think a bunch of teenagers sitting around would come up with. True, but as Mark said previously, after the fourth or fifth time of doing this, you should be learning from your mistakes. You should be, um, you should be coming up with better options than just like, let's lure it in here and try to blank. Well, I think they only tried that once, right? They ran away. They, their first option was run away. Then the second option was, all right, I'm going to spread it to this guy, and that didn't work. Well, and then their third option was, all right, let's bring it into the pool and try and kill it. Let's talk about what this thing actually is, because I have so many questions that I'm sure were not answered in the movie, and I'm sure I didn't miss them. But like, like I have so many questions about like the, the legality, the, <laughs> the rules of the it's. So as the back of the box said, there is an entity thing that follows this girl around throughout the movie after she has sex with someone else. He passes on this, I guess, curse, curse. Of, a, of a creature entity. entity thing that will follow you until it catches you and kills you. It cannot be stopped, right. seemingly, until you pass this, trans, this transmitted disease yeah. to someone else. It's an STC, right. sexually transmitted curse. Exactly. You got to pass it on to somebody else. Um, one of the more interesting... And then it kills in reverse order. So if the person you pass it right. on to dies... I was going to say one of the most interesting things about the film was that if that person dies, then it's going to go after you again. But then that's my... And see, and that's what I wanted to get into. There's so much here that I'm like, okay, if this thing is this important and it's that big of a deal, why are people not like seeking out the people they, the person they fucked? Like, why are they not like, like okay, who did you fuck? Let's track that person down. Go back to the source. And if someone who basically is old, say this person, this lady was like 80 years old or a guy was 80 years old, um, you know, has this curse, has sex with someone and then dies of natural causes. Does that negate? Does it skip that person? Does it basically just stop the lineage at that point? And if that's the case, fucking 97 year old man, yeah, I think it would just go to the next person in the list. But would well, it though? He's saying like, because it, it has all to all the way kill. back to the first yeah, you could find your way back to the first, and that person's probably dead by now, unless it's a fresh curse. You know, we like the curses fresh here. Hmm. But well, they never said it has to kill. It says if the person dies. Well, yeah, but they made it out like, keep running until it gets you, and then when it doesn't, if that's the case, then there's nothing you can do. Why right. even bother? Well, I think that is a element... Suicide pack, bro. <laughs> they okay. kind of touch on in the movie with how desperate the person who passed it to, uh, is it Jay? Yeah, uh, his name was Hugh. He Hugh. went under the moniker Hugh. His real name is Jeff. Right. He rents a Oh, yeah, I got so many questions about that. But that's what I'm saying. Though, I was like, how come no one's gone to anybody? I know there's a whole, like, well, no one will believe us. But at this point, people are turning up horrifically, like, fucked up. You've got evidence on your side. 
you need to get someone involved. Like there needs to be somebody or something. This needs to be like a blog. This needs to be like on Facebook, you know, like, Hey, if you or somebody else, you know, is being tracked by a curse because you've had sex with some random. They intentionally kept the era. This movie takes place in super vague, which I loved. Super vague. They did that. I didn't know if it was like early nineties, late eighties. Cause they have the E reader, but then the cars are all kind of eighties and it has Mm -hmm. like a eighties vibe. And yeah, it's sort of all over the place time wise. But I think that they make a point of showing kind of the, the blase attitude of all the, the supposed authority figures in these people's lives. You never see these people's parents um well they make that they do the thing the movies like to do where they say well we can't tell mom because they, she won't believe us or we so don't want we, to worry her we immediately negated the adult help right except for the fact the mom's sentence. involved knowing your child just got sexually assaulted by a man let's not tell her the other part of this sure i get it she may not believe you she may think it's trauma or stress or something like that but why hold that piece of information back when she already knows you went through a sexual assault but that is i think very teen logic as a teenager, I didn't tell my parents all kinds of stuff that maybe they wanted to know, right? Because you're just a teen. You're making stupid-ass decisions, and you're like, look, we'll just handle this ourselves, right? But how often just, were you involved in something that involved people getting horrifically, like, murdered and... Oh, well, we talking never, like, right? Like, but, you stole change out of the drawer to go buy ice cream from the ice cream truck? Or are we wait, talking like, oh, yeah, yo, Tommy just got ripped in two. Well, you know, bumped on mom. I think that it would... It, I just Again, I have so many questions about this thing because... And I understand it's supposed to be vague. Yeah, I get I mean, it. And that's what makes it creepy. But at the same time, you the movie gives me so much time to sit and analyze this crap. I'm like, you, why is nobody doing anything smart? But they think that they are. They, to your point, they have three plans. They all happen to fail, but they do try multiple different things. They do go back to Jeff and get the story, right? And, um, you know, he doesn't, the trail goes cold. He doesn't remember where he got it from. He says, I hooked up with some chick in a bar and... So they, they went back as far as they could, right? I mean, um, so they do try to find the history of this. It's just the trail. It, Jeff doesn't know. So to their point, they're I stuck. Mean, I get the, Where are they going to go, right? I get the will to live is strong, but at that point, if you don't remember, then guess what? You're spinning wheels, man. Just end it with you. Take some fucking responsibility for hooking up with some rando chick who gave you a demon curse and fucking bu- just bite it, dude. Eat it. I just don't understand. I mean, like, why? It seems to be the Garrett method of a lot of horror movies, though. Just kill yourself. This no, is no, the first yourself, time you like, mentioned just fucking that. Do something responsible. Look, I want to uh, commend you for your your selflessness to end the curse, right? But I think that might be an underlying thread of this whole thing: is sexually transmitted diseases. Right. These people are passing these on, um, you know, knowing what they have. Well, the director said that, that was never the intention of this movie. It's and the it's world's kind of worst analogy. It's kind of been, <laughs> tacked, it's kind of been tacked on as like someone was like, oh, it's kind of like STIs. I mean, and then he was that like, was not his intention, then how did he not know it would be interpreted as such? Right. I mean, the I mean, very like, first person he showed the script to was like, oh, you mean like a STD? <laughs> yeah, it's literally what I it is. I guarantee, but yeah, he, he still claims it. Like, he was like, yeah, well, you know, it's well, not technically like that. It wasn't meant to be like that. I agree. The, the, the origin of the thing, what the thing is, where it comes from is very nebulous, Garrett. Um, there's talks of potentially a sequel where they actually delve into trying to find where it came really? from. Really? Yeah, I don't it's know if it's going to get off the ground. Going to but be shitty. Once yes. you try I to... I don't ex- care. I want it to happen because I need more information. Even if it's garbage information, I'll be like, hey, that's garbage info, but at least I have it now. <laughs> I hate that. I've come to hate prequels because they never are what you think they're going to be. And you find out this shitty backstory and then it, it sort of takes this mystery away of shit that I don't need to know about. Yes, but I see, I'm the kind of... Like, if I hear strange noises upstairs in my house, what I don't want to do is basically be like... 
well, I wonder what those could be. That could be anything. Oh my God. I want to find out it's a fucking raccoon. <laughs> like, I mean, sure. It's disappointing. It's like, oh, that could have been like, you know, a I crazy. Think, I want to know dog, if a raccoon's but, burrowing into my house, but I don't but, need to know the backstory of an entity in it follows <laughs> or really any movie to go back to our Leatherface episode and how fucking disappointing that was. Oh yeah. I don't know. The longer you wait, the less I want these things answered. But when they start yeah. making prequels from movies that were 30 to 40 years old and you've gone too far, Amen. Like you need to hold, rein it in. Ag- agreed. Agreed. Yeah. But I just think that I, 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 again, I subscribe to the whole less is more in certain cases, but to Mark's point, if you're going to let me sit there for 45 minutes with nothing going on is look at people like staring off at each other. Like, what should we do? I'm going to start thinking about what you should do. And if you don't give me anything to work with, then I'm sorry. Like we differ on a, I don't know. It's like, I'd leave these guys. If we were on like the lost Island, I'd be like, you guys go on that side of the Island. You're dumb. You know, I've never seen lost. I think that's how it works. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think that's Nailed exactly. It. That was seven, seven seasons of that right there. Okay, my bad. <laughs> um, I get your point. Yeah. Let's uh, get back to the plot. Okay. Yeah. So the movie kicks off with a girl getting murdered on a beach. And her, net, her leg gets snapped in half. Well, she runs out of her house, does a lap around the front yards, and then runs back inside. And I was like, go ahead, Annie, take a lap. Yeah. I was like, what's going on yeah. here? She but largely she tries to do your plan. She just sits on a beach and waits for it to kill her. Yeah, she does. And but she then, also has nothing to do with the plot. No, it's just your intro murder right. scene. Yeah. But it does. she does try to do your thing, and it Dude, didn't work. That leg, though, oh, was rough. Yeah. It was really rough. They didn't show it. They just showed something, her getting scared, and then a cut straight to her being dead with her legs snapped in the shin oh, like yeah. at she's, a 90 degree angle. She's broken like a chicken Ugh. bone. It's yeah. just bleh. rough to look bleh. at. Then we're introduced to our, our main character, Jay, and she's dating this boy named Hugh. Um, they go out on a date, and he they start playing some silly game of like, hey, what, you know, they start looking yeah, at people. That is not a game. Yeah, what? She's like, have you ever played this game before? It's like, no, because you invented this stupid <laughs> game. <laughs> Nobody's played this game before. I don't even remember what the rules were. They you, were just pointing at random people. <laughs> the rules were this, to this quote unquote game. You were supposed to look around and find someone you wished you were instead, and then your partner had to pick. They get two guesses to, to right, find out who you want to be. Who would you rather be than on this date with me? Oh yeah, that's a good point. That's a horrible first date game or whatever they're doing. Yeah, so then Hugh slash Jeff points over at this girl in yellow, and he's like, "How about her?" And then he realizes that Jay yeah uh, doesn't see him. He freaks out, and they leave. And that um, does not put a damper on the evening at all. By the way, she's still like DTF. After. Still, well, she, yeah, she, she still says, gets into the bone zone regardless, yeah. regardless. She says like she's like it was really weird. He started being really weird after that night. I don't really know, but you know, I still like him. So she does the typical like I'm going to ignore these blatant flaws because that bod. Am I right? Which I totally so, get. That's that's teenage logic. Yeah, red flags could be everywhere. That's movie here. logic. That's not me going like yo that teenage boy. Am I right? <laughs> okay, just for the record here. All right. You're clear. Um, <laughs> Legally, I think you're good to go. They go out on a second date and they end up boning in the backseat of his car. Well, then he throws an ether rag on her face, knocks her out and takes her into an abandoned car garage. Yeah. I have a question. You guys had sex in the car. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you just wanted to know? It's, oh, in movies. Just... it's in movies all the time. <laughs> okay. And I like really want to know if it's like something that many people have actually done. Or if it's just kind of like one of those like just movie tropes, like where people like, you know, do certain things in movies or it's like, oh, that no, definitely. Sense. Yeah. Okay. I, I lived in a really shitty small town for a long time with lots of back roads. So it was very easy. <laughs> oh, no, okay, you stop there. John. <laughs> Fun fact. It was 2003. <laughs> he's on route 416. <laughs> when the cops catch you, they just let you go. They don't care. 
<laughs> There's a story here. Not many, in San Antonio. I've been caught many times. <laughs> All right. Anyway. All right, player, calm down. No, not like that. <laughs> Mostly by myself. No, oh, <laughs> we might need to edit oh, this out. That was a huge 180. That was a 180. <laughs> Anyway, uh, sir, take your hand pump and go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just kidding. Her her name is Alice. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so yeah, they go. uh, He knocks her out with this rag. She wakes up and she's tied to a chair and he's like, look, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to hurt you, but you have to realize what happened is going to fuck you up. Like you're going to be here and you're going to see this thing. And then this woman yeah, they're fully in a and underground like parking garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in this naked woman comes out of the shadows and just starts coming at him. Comes up the stairs and he's like, "It's gonna come after you. You can't let it catch you. You're gonna die. You're this is on you now. Someone did this to me. Good luck." Let's back it up because that this is one of the the few scenes in the thing that I thought was visually. I agree. It this gave is me one of the best of, films and uh, one best scenes in the film. When he first like he's like, "Trust me, I'm not gonna hurt you." but I need you to listen to everything I say and pay attention. And then he's like, something's going to come after you. And then he wheels her chair up to the edge of this parking garage. And they look down at these train tracks. And that's when the entity first like walks across the tracks into the light. And he's like, Oh my God, it's coming. Pulls her back to the middle of the parking garage. But that whole wheeling her that wheeling her to the edge and both of them looking down and seeing it, that was fucked up. I was like, that's so creepy. And then he pulls her back and he starts telling her what's going on like really quick. Like, okay, here's the rules. And then he takes her away. Right. Well, he knows if she dies, it's going to come after him again. Oh yeah. Good point. Good so point. yeah, he's, he's not trying to hurt her in any way. He's like, because I mean, if you fuck, it's a, a controlled environment, a controlled yeah, experiment. Right. Exactly. <laughs> if you like, I fucked you and now this thing's going to come at you. Good luck. She's not going to re- think it's right. true. She's going to get murdered and it's, he's just wasted his time. Was that her first time? I don't think so. No, it wasn't because no, she talks about having sex with someone in high school. Greg across the street. Yeah. who was introduced yeah. later on in the film. Um, anyway, so that goes down and uh, she goes home and, and tells everybody what's happened. The cops are now involved and now they're looking for Hugh. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. Hugh drops her in the middle of the road and just leaves her. The, <laughs> yeah. And her sister like is like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. It just drives off. And the cops are like, so it was consensual then? She's like, yeah, but he did knock me out and tie me to a chair. Surely that's a crime. This was pre me too. They were like, you're good to go. (laughs) Yeah, we're done here. Pre anything. The cops still should have been like, (laughs) yeah, we're on this. But But I think that ties into the, the ineffectualness of authority figures. This movie may be trying to portray. um, I can see that. Yeah, I give it. Yeah. Yeah. So, she goes in the hospital for a checkup, and um, they're looking into what this Hugh person is. Apparently, he had rented out a house in a fake name. and yeah, He really went setup. all out. Yeah. What does that dude do that he can afford two houses in Detroit? He, well, when he looked he, like he was 19. Yeah. yeah. No one's giving you a homeowner loan. He lived at home with his mom. Right. When they yeah. find him for real. <laughs> yeah, He's so just what like a, a kid with his... He must have a dope allowance. It's like, yeah. where's your allowance money going? <laughs> I'm running a place downtown. You know? I'll be back in a month, Bob. Don't worry. Yeah. Also, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But she, if he, she knows that he has an apartment, but she's like, he won't let me in it because he's embarrassed of it. All right, fine. So then they, instead of just going to this apartment that she knows that he has, you know, to do their business, she's totally fine with driving into some abandoned fucking like homeless person shelter to have sex with him. Was that the place he was renting though? 
As he had all the bottles and everything hanging from the window, did he rent that piece of shit like Eight oh, Mile House? I think he, <laughs> that's how he got to get afford it. He was only right. It's a it's a tenement. It's yeah. Like, I, I assume the bottles to be like noise alerts if that's the thing what I'm was saying, coming but at that's, him. Yeah. But that's the thing is, was that the place he rented? His yeah. rent's like seventy five cents. Oh, his rent's like a dollar fifty a month. Like that place looked like it was like it was a crack house. Condemned beyond yeah. condemned. Um, okay, that makes sense. So maybe he is working off his like normal allowance. So after this, like, I guess she's not quite believing what she saw until she starts seeing people actually coming at her. Like, she's back in school. Yeah. And then there's... Uh, the like old woman. An old woman who did a fantastic job as a creepy lady. Yes. No, no emotion, just deadless stare. And she, like, leaves class and she's running down the hall. And she's like, okay, this is really happening. And then she starts telling the story to her fam- her sister and her friends. Her and friends, no- yeah. all of them are like, she just went through a traumatic experience. She's just crazy at this point, And they're trying to be supportive. Right. And they don't quite believe They're going to stay over at her house overnight right. anyway just to, like, be safe. Yeah. And this is a lot of what I was talking about. There was too much of just a bunch of sitting around and, and nothing happening. Paul, who's, Paul is one of her friends who's had a thing for her all this time. It's kind of like, how can yeah, you well, at this stage me? in the movie, yeah, you're 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 learning about their relationships and mm-hmm. and um, again, and it's, trim, it's sort of it, trim it down, parts. trim it down would have made it better for me. That's all I'm saying, and I won't keep harping on it. But yeah. <laughs> then what happens? Uh, they, 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 they she runs off, right? She like steals the car well, and drives something off. breaks into the house, right? Yeah. So at this point, Paul and Paul is going to stay over. Her okay. So real quick, little history, real quick. Paul has a thing for Jay. Who does Didn't, not really return? Yeah, it. no reciprocation there. He eventually kisses Jay's younger sister, and then her sister's kind of like, "Oh, you just wanted to get with my sister, whatever." So there's a whole. Paul's a good friend, but Paul's got a bit of a history that's kind of weird with these two girls. He's like an internet nice guy, like yeah. where he thinks like he's just sort of waiting in the wings so that he can make his move. Yeah, and Jeff's um, the bad boy that she slept with once in high school, but didn't really ever like talk to her after that. That's Greg. Greg, I'm sorry, yeah. Greg. And he makes a comment. He's like, maybe I should have been nicer to you. And it's like, well, yeah, dickhead. Um, yeah, but they, and they like instantly get back together. She, so yeah, she, that was so she weird. She must have not been really offended by his behavior. Well, so Paul stays wussy, over. Wussy Paul has a talk with her about it. He's like, why did you go back to Greg? And, and she's like, because he wasn't scared, you bitch. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Well, laughs> basically what she says to yeah. him. Well, that's after. Yeah, well, so we'll get to that point in a minute. Yeah. But yeah, she gives it to Greg because Greg, quote unquote, can handle it. But anyway, so Paul stays over. Something breaks a window in the house. And she's like, shit, that's it. Paul goes and looks. He's like, there's nothing there. I'm going to go get your sister. Instead of calling the cops, yeah. I'm going to go your sister. Jay, being the intelligent young woman she is, says, I'm going to go into the kitchen and see what broke this glass. Yeah, Jay acts like a total bitch. It's like, why did you bother to stay the night? Like, my sister was already here. Like, yeah. It's he, like, you know, and totally honestly, if he's out. like, I got this, don't go to the place he's just like, I got this. Like, you know, he's protecting you in his own weird little passive aggressive <laughs> way. Paul is useless. Paul is, yes, he shouldn't Paul have is been very a part useless. of this gang. <laughs> Oh, when he fires the gun and shoots the sister at the end, that oh, was like, you dummy. Awful. Yeah, I but, think he just like guilted his way in, though. He's like, you, know, you don't want to hang out with old Paul, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so the thing gets inside. The sister and Paul are up. Oh, right. Okay, so we need to mention that the it follows thing takes the form of anybody. It's right. not just one particular entity. In this instance... It's a, like it looked a like a, a, a woman who was pissing herself. Oh, right. Then yes. it becomes right? the giant. And, and it looked like she was, I don't know if she was pissing herself or she was wet. I think she was pissing I mean, herself. It looked like it was, she was peeing yeah. all the floor. But like, it looked like her, her hands were, this woman who's walking towards her, her hands are bound behind her back. 
Mm-hmm. It's uh, really her creepy. hair's wet. Her her pants are like down or something like that. It looks like she was like a like a rape victim dumped in a river. Like I was like, holy shit, what the fuck? Yeah. And then it starts walking towards her. She runs upstairs into the room. Stupid. And then Paul yeah. and the sister are like, open up. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And she like lets him in. They get inside. Then they do mention previously that the, the, the it figure, the entity can take on forms of people, you know, so right. something starts knocking on the door and she's like, don't open it. Don't open it. And she's like, oh, and then it responds with something like, it's me, your it's friend, friend, Kara yeah. or whatever her, her friend's name is. <laughs> they go and open the door and then the entity is behind the entity. Because the big giant dude appears then, remember? So is it two forms at that point? Yeah, I think it changed. Well, it was trying to get in, and then it didn't, stopped, and then it let her friend in, and then it turned into the giant towering. Oh, okay. Yeah, her friend so was her real. friend Monster was real. Guy. Okay, yeah. I thought her friend was the entity. No, it, came, it walked in after her. Yeah. yeah and that's that the creepy. scene that was in the trailer that I wish wasn't because it was such an effective scene. It was really the good. The giant seven-foot yeah. dude kind of like lumbers underneath the door frame. They run out the window. Yeah, and then she like ends up in a park on a swing, and that's yes. like pretty much it. <laughs> her friends track her down, and at this point, they believe her. They're like, okay, what's going yeah. on? According to the ever trustworthy IMDb, 17 different forms is what it, fo- the it and it follows yeah. takes, which is pretty cool. And they're different. all pretty dope. Well, mm-hmm. see, that's one thing I want to talk about before we can continue with the plot. The one, the, my biggest problem with this movie is um, the entities, sometimes when it would break through a window, had like these sunken blackened eye holes and stuff like that and like weird stretched mouths and stuff. And I was like, oh, there's something very otherworldly and scary about this entity. And then other times it would just look like a normal person that was just slowly walking towards you. I wish there was some form of visual consistency that was creepy with this entity at any given time. So if it was the girl who was drowned, her eyes were like black and sunken yeah. in. If it was the giant seven foot dude, his eyes were always black and sunk. Like if there was something like that, that would immediately be like, that's the fucked up thing. But I would wouldn't it be that. more effective if you as the victim couldn't tell? Yeah. Yes, I agree. But I think from a visual reveal, when they actually reveal it, it's the, the monster or the entity there should have been some visual cue every time when they reveal it. But as an audience member, it makes you start wondering, is it in the I scene? Agree. Is it in the scene? I don't know. I agree. Like, right, honestly, the, the, I thought this, I thought the friend was the, the entity. And then I, now I find out, but again, that's what threw me off though, is I was like, I didn't know which one was which. Yeah. I think it was supposed to do that. So it sounds like, it, Oh yeah, no, it's, it's, it, it sounds it. like it, it, yeah. it did what it's supposed yeah. to do. That's, that's my one thing I wish they would have done. If I had to some invent some head cannon. I'm thinking in popular populated areas, it tries to be more normal so it can try and sneak up on you. And then when it's going for the kill, it's going to take on some like weird fucking demonic form okay, that's to fair. scare you before you die. Cause it's a real dick and it doesn't want to just kill you. <laughs> it wants you to be scared. While and it I think that's you. what it did. I definitely did that in the movie, but I was just kind of, I just wish there was some kind of visual unifier between yeah. all the different things. And they kind of had them in white or naked yeah. most of the time. But I wish there was like some kind of guaranteed, like, no one else in the movie would have known that it was a per the, the monster, but we would immediately be like, Oh, that's the fucking thing. Run. You know? Fair. So she's on the swing and then the character Greg, who's now introduced, he's comes walking up because the rest of the friends have found her at this point. She's like, Do you see that guy? Oh my god, who's that? Yeah. Who's that? And he's like, yeah, Greg yeah, was making out in a car with some girl. He's like, That's Greg. And he's like, What's going on? I saw you run off. And then like they go to the beach after that, right? Yeah, this movie does do a lot of really abrupt cuts and kind of then like time jumps. Yeah. Cause it's hard to say, like, did they go to the beach like the next morning? Like they don't really when did they come up with this plan? How did they pack for the beach? Because they all had bathing suits and shit. Some of them are acting like this was going to be a vacation. So I still yeah. don't think they all believed her. 
Well, I guess they did. They go, they go find Hugh yeah, slash go, Jeff before first, they go to the beach. They go to the beach, right? They, right. Yeah, they yeah. track down Hugh by finding a picture of him. Okay, they go to the house that he rented, the tenement that he <laughs> rented, <laughs> and then Paul goes upstairs, finds a stack of nudie magazines covered in used tissues, picks them up. I was like, first off, no, bro, Dude, no. Paul's like, this is my room. He's laying, on this, <laughs> he's laying on this garbage mattress as Jay's looking out the window and he's like, come check this out because he finds a picture of um, Hugh and one of his friends and he's wearing like a Letterman jacket from a high school and um, they're like, you, you recognize that jacket? And he's like, yeah. They would that's never have released such. that information. They go no, to the school to find not. out who he was and then I guess the school's like, oh yeah, that's all that's all Jeff. Yeah, here, dig through <laughs> your books. We'll tell you who he is. Then I they mean, go to Jeff's house. Maybe I'm the weird one, but I don't know that if I had a bunch of really gross magazines, I would use a school photo as a bookmark. <laughs> I, think, I think that was his reminder of like what he had to lose When or he's whatever. looking through those magazines, he probably doesn't want that reminder. Yeah, I don't store, I don't store Maybe any. he wanted them to find him. Oh, you, know, you don't you don't have you don't have recipe bookmarks in between your porno <laughs> no. bookmarks on your computer. You keep those separate. I agree, yeah. John. That's a very good point. Keep your porno <laughs> life and your regular life yeah. separate. People, that, you got to have a firewall there. Okay. <laughs> so they end up going after they go to the school. They found out his name. They go to his house, and lo and behold, his mom answers the door. Is like hi, and she's like. Is is Hugh or Jeff? I don't know which one's his real name. Real name Jeff. Alias is, is, is Hugh. Like, is Jeff here? And she's like, yeah, he's inside. Do you, you and your friends want to come in? I was like, that's a very trusted. And made me think like maybe this movie's based in Canada. But then I realized <laughs> it was like Detroit. And I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. no. But yeah. yeah, she's like the mom totally blows the spot, right? She's oh, like, oh, yeah. come on in, yeah, he's right there. Come in the on back. in, he's inside, and they go powwow. How come in the, the cops didn't find this out, dude? They made no effort. That's why. I mean, these Be- these high schoolers or college kids or whatever the hell they are found them. Like, the no underlying problem. theme of this movie is that authority sucks <laughs> and they cannot help you. Parents just don't understand. Exactly. Well, Where was one, that song? <laughs> the one right. parent we meet totally fucks Jeff's situation up. That's true. She's that's like, true. come on in. Yeah. That's fine. And Greg's, and Greg's, like we find out Greg's parents don't even and, give a shit if you're alive. Right. And when we do, and I mean, to jump to Craig's death, he dies by his own mom. Yeah, the entity was his oh, mom. We're going to talk about that yeah. when we get to it. But they go to they go to yeah, Jeff. Let's get they're, through this. They're powwowing in the backyard, and Jeff is explaining it all out, basically kind of setting the tone. Even though it's following you, I can still see it. It's not done with me either, okay? And like I told you, all you can do is pass it along to someone else. What the fuck are you talking about? Look, she could do the same thing I did. I mean, it should be easy for her if she's a girl. Any guy would be with you, just sleep with someone else and tell him to do the same thing. Maybe it'll never come back. This isn't real, I, I swear to you, this is just some fucked up game. Look, I'm not safe either, okay? We shouldn't even be in the same place. I'm sorry. You guys need to get the fuck out. Hey, watch it. If it kills her, it gets me. and goes straight down the line to whoever started it. Jay, listen. Wherever you are, it's somewhere walking straight for you. But it is walking. If you drive far enough, you could buy yourself some time to think. Decide if you want to give it to someone else. But they are totally cool with this guy. They're just like, hey... Uh, tell us a more about this. Yeah. Why don't you break it down? And he's just like, okay, so here's what's up. And I was like, this dude sexually assaulted your best friend, obviously gave her some kind of fucking like ST curse, you know, like y'all need to be a little more animated, a little more vocal about getting information out of this dude. They're just kind of like, Hey, yeah, tell us what you know. Yeah, well, they never, they are never to Mark's point. They're never animated. Even later in the beach scene where some crazy shit happens and they finally believe her. Everyone's their, on Quaaludes. Their panic <laughs> mode is like five. 
Like, out of, out it's, of it's, a, it's a brisk pace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, we got to get out of here. Walk fast, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, run, you dumb shits. Like, so I'll jerk off Jeff. He dumps in all the information we need to know. <laughs> no, I saw his yearbook. That was on his Letterman jacket. <laughs> <laughs> jerk off Jeff tells us more about the creature. And then he he's like, hey, get out of my yard. Skedaddle. He's I'm like, spooked. why am I talking to you? Wait. Yeah, he's like, why? Go. Yeah, by you being here, you make it more easier for it to get to me. Right. Which right. is still not true. Well, it yeah. shortens the path, I guess. If yeah, you, just if kill you both die, them. you're right here. You're, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Okay. So yeah. they go to the you beach. Think he would make a pamphlet at this point. He's been given this. <laughs> like, all right, here's all the uh, paperwork. You've had sex with jerk off Jeff. Here's what you get to expect in life. <laughs> you know what they don't touch on? I wonder if he had sex with somebody else while the entity's supposedly with Jay. Is that STC free? Well, I have a note in my my notes here. It was like, mm. if she has a gangbang with like nine guys at the same time. First person. Is the first person. That's it. But also does it put it in a hierarchy where it's like, boom, boom, boom. So she's got to get through nine people before it gets no, back I to No, I think Jay. those guys are free and clear. Yeah. Number uh, two, so, two so through it, nine. So it's the one time you want to be Sloppy the second seconds. in the, uh, okay, okay, got it. Got Sloppy it. seconds would save your life in this there instance. There you go. Uh, what about a condom? No, the director specifically called out condoms do not, would not have stopped yeah, it. Yeah, that's oh, one okay. of the, the notes I looked yeah. up because I asked that same question. I was like, wrap it up, bro. No, Problem STCs solved. go right through latex. Dang. I need like some holy water or something. I don't know. So anyway. they go to the beach. So they go to the, the beach because they're going to, because he says you can, and that's when Jeff says you can put as much space between you and it'll give you more time to figure a plan out right. because it, it's, it's not dumb, but it is slow. It can only walk. It can only walk, but it'll always walk to you. So um, they go to the beach. That's where Greg's like, oh, I've got a beach house my family used to go to. Right. We'll go crash there. It'll give us some time to figure things out. And they're all having a blast. Yeah. Jay's they're all fucking hanging around, life. swimming in the water, exactly. reading books. It's like, you're not doing a goddamn that, thing. Again, 20 minutes of them just dicking around. I'm like, make a fucking plan. They <laughs> made a plan. They went to the beach. No, <laughs> yeah, it's infuriating. This movie infuriated me. Yes, they, they, they do deserve not take to die. Seriously. Every single one of them. I know that it, it's only going after one person, but right. they all and suck. She was a bit panicked, but yeah, her friends like on a floaty in the fucking water, and they're just sitting around <laughs> playing, making sandcastles. It's like, let's get together and get this. Who brain. wants a s'more? <laughs> Anybody <laughs> want a s'more? That's all they needed to yeah. say to add how, to how this. How can scene? I have s'more? Some I haven't had anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, so, you want to reach over and slap John for me real quick? No, I'm, I'm going to let that slide. <laughs> I, I, I approve of that joke. Um, <laughs> So, but we do finally get to see the the entity interact with Jay. It grabs her hair and then everybody finally oh. sees for the first time, oh, this thing is real. Yeah. Like it's yeah. first guaranteed uh, STC uh, contact. Confirmation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's confirmation that it, is, it physically can interact with you. And um, Paul gets knocked the fuck out of the way. Right. It's the first time we see that it can interact with people who don't have the STC. Even though they can't see it, it can still fuck right. people up. And I thought that was such a great scene because you could see in the very far distance of the camera, her friend is floating in the water, reading her fucking book, but also her friend is coming at her. So in this case, the entity takes the shape of her friend, uh, whose name I don't know. Uh, unimportant. Unimportant friend who's reading The Idiot um, on her little... Palm pilot, but anyway, coming toward her, and I thought it was a really, really well done scene because um, the entity moves really slow, and you see her friend just splashing about in the water, like what the fuck are you doing? But anyway, Paul and then hits it with a chair, and then you see that it does take physical space, so it's not like a ghost, right? So you can touch it, yes, even though you can't see but it. But it can go; th- it must be able to 
transmute through things, but we never see, see I don't it think do it that. does. I don't think, I think it has to obey the laws of physicality. Okay, so it's just it invisible. Does, it tries to open doors throughout the entire right. movie and, and it remember open doors. Whenever Jay sees it for the first time, she's on a second floor uh, car parking True. garage and then has to go walk up. up. Yeah. And then it blows a hole in the garage. Yeah, on the, at the beach. beach. Yeah, that's true. It, okay, it kicks a hole in the door. So it's affected by all laws of physics, except it's invisible. Correct. Yes. Yeah, and you can't shoot it, and that pisses it off. Though it doesn't actually affect uh, anything. Yeah, because she fires. Well, she misses like five shots, but right. then she hits hits one of the shots in the head. Clearly, a headshot. It shoots blood out. Like it yeah, shoots it, some like, kind it of like hits him in the neck, which. Beats oh, was it the neck? Yeah. Okay. Her friend should have told her, aim for the center of mass. This isn't fucking video games. Why are you going for headshots? That's why yeah. she missed. She's just right. shooting wildly. But she finally hits it. It falls to the ground, and then it gets back up. Yeah. It, so you can't just kill it with a bullet, which yeah. is you very can, important you know, to like know. Stun it for an instant, and then yeah. it gets it's coming right back at you. So she jumps in the car and speeds off, leaving her friends, and then she, <laughs> she crashes into a cornfield. Yeah, she right. abandons her friends in the beach. In her defense, it's not going after her friends. He doesn't care about her friends in so much as if her friends stay out of its way, it does not care about them at all. True, it, it but is on still, a mission. you just, your friends just witnessed this, got fucked up by this thing, and you were just like, deuces, I'm right. out. Well, It's like, yo, let them get in the car real quick. But I understand she's panicked, she's yes. running. Cool. And she we does a real this. shitty driving job. Mm -hmm. um, and then yeah, mm -hmm. she crashes, and then once again, it's one of these cuts of now she's in a hospital. Yes, they and cut straight to her being in a hospital, and all her like, friends are go? sitting around her, like waiting for her. Yeah. So no explanation of where the thing went, but anyway. Do you think the creature can cross over bodies of water or take public transportation? We can get in the water. It can. It can we see it in the, the end scene with the pool. It yeah. goes in the well, water. They knocked it in the water. And yeah, then but it, it turned into it a big swims. pile of blood. No, it swims. Remember, I he think grabs it can, her when she's under the water in a human form. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think it will walk like on the floor of the ocean or whatever. Like yeah. it just does wherever it needs to go. It's like a I zombie. Think it functions going just to as go. a, just as a human would in any of those physical situations. Well, it's it just, needs to learn to take a bus. It'd get there a lot faster. I think that's against the rules. <laughs> the STC rules. It's got to walk. Unless what if, no, yeah, it's always walking. Cause even when she's in a car, it just walks after her. Yeah, I'm saying it could speed itself up if it wanted to. Then it's unfair. It has the only advantage the STC haver has is that it's slow. Once it's a fast zombie, it's over. Walking in LA. <laughs> Walking in LA. So Greg finally is like, hey, if you fuck me, I'll deal with it. Right. In a he's hospital. Like, is that allowed? Like, Jay, yes. let, let me well, take not, on not the responsibility. Well, not technically, but you can, you can do that. Hmm. But Greg doesn't believe her. No. Like, to Greg some degree, like he thinks it's all bullshit. Such a dick once he has this. It was not at all surprising. He's like, I'm just going to continue my normal life. He's like, And they're like, did it show up yet? And he's like, nah, but no. But I didn't expect it to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. Greg. I, I fucked just... your girl. <laughs> like, making fun of Paul. I'm making yeah, this and, up now. And then they're dating, <laughs> essentially. Once she passes it on, they're holding hands, and she's really worried about him. And Well, I think he cares, but I think he cares in the, the way that, like, someone would placate someone else. It's like, no, no, I'll watch the door. Nothing's going to get in. Right. And so you're going to read a book because he you assume she's shit. crazy to some capacity yet willing to fuck her. That makes him a giant piece of shit. Yes. Oh yeah, he's a straight up piece of shit. Absolutely. He also fucked her in high school and then stopped talking to her right afterwards. So now, there's a scene after they fuck where he's in the mall talking to a chick. Did he fuck that mall chick? No. Was he trying to? I think he's just a natural flirt. He probably would have if she let him. Because I thought that... I was, They're not dating. I think he just did this right. as like, I'll take it off your but hands. But I was wondering if he was just trying to get rid of it. No. I just think he just naturally... Well, he didn't believe was, it was real. Yeah. Oh, good point. 
I think he was just naturally just like, that's just, he God, was just Greg's chilling. such a dick. Well, he's garbage. Yeah. Yeah. So he dies. Yeah. He gets killed by his mother. Yeah. It follows, takes the, the form of his mother. Because and, Jay's in her house and he's like, he's like, they're talking on the phone. He's like, don't worry about it. It's not really real or whatever. And she's like, it is. But he's like, whatever. She looks out her window and sees something walking down the sidewalk. And then it beelines to Jay's front well, door breaks, and is trying to yeah. open the door and it can't do it. And that's when you know, oh my God, that's the entity. It breaks the, the window, window, climbs in. Jay, at this point, for some reason, feels like it's her responsibility to go warn Greg, who's been... She kind of likes him. I understand that, yeah. Yeah, but then she goes over there, climbs to the broken window. I mean, I guess so he doesn't die, so she doesn't be next. Okay, there's a reason for that. Yeah, so you are self-motivated to keep the person you gave it to alive. Okay, I get you, I get you. Um, So... She goes upstairs and what Greg's mom is like banging on the door, like yeah. open up, open up, open up. And then she's like, don't open the door, Greg. And he's like, what's all this racket? <laughs> I say, I say, what is going on out here? <laughs> what in tarnation <laughs> happening outside my door? Ooh, that dirty Perkish Harkaback Flatten Porton Philip Bucket Martin Perkaluma Burton Durton Bush Martin Martin and Adam he opens it like a 90-year-old man. It's like, these fucking kids, get off my... And it's like... And it's his mom. She lunges in, knocks He's him like, to the ground. Mom, you're naked again. Yeah, mom's, mom's just letting it all hang out. Lunges in on him. Then Jay runs to the door to see if he's okay. Looks inside. Mom is like full-on just Riding dry humping his yeah. her gross. son like on the floor. And then Jay's like... And he's dead. He's yeah. clearly like it's almost like she's like sucking his life essence by having sex with him. Yeah, they claim he had a heart attack or whatever. The throwaway dialogue to explain what you know people thought his death was, but yeah, he dies pretty much instantly. Where, Far- was, where was his actual mom? Like it would have been nice to her. Pop figures. In. Remember, we say no, he says they don't know, but she yeah. just comes and goes and does her own thing. But yeah, so at that point, Jay's like, okay, it's back on me. We're fucked. Um, and this is when 10 minutes go by for something interesting to happen. Yes. And it's when they go set up the trap at the pool at the school. Yeah. They start reminiscing about like the times they met. Paul was like, that's when we find out Paul's like, why didn't you let me take it? And she's like, because I didn't think he could handle it. Wuss, you know? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you know, I've always liked you. And she was like, yeah, I know. And then the sisters are kind of like, oh, okay, we'll, we'll be here for our sister. Still not a lot of development with those characters at all. No, they're just sort of throwaway characters. And then at some point they have an epiphany of, he's like, do you remember that place we first kissed? And she, she's like, yeah. And then it's kind of like, they're looking at it's like light bulb. And then they both have an idea. And then we basically watch these kids walking into the city of Detroit. And then there's a whole monologue about how their parents wouldn't let them cross a certain line. Yeah in the, the city because I'm bored that's when, listening to you describe it. Oh, it was a very boring, boring monologue. It's like, <laughs> really, I really liked it. I, it, it was, if I felt like I was like, I get that, you know, it was um, interesting. It was interesting from like a, like a, these were our concerns until now. Like our, their concerns yeah. were so mundane and now they know there's something even like greater and crazier out there. So it kind of lessens the fact that like, Ooh, the inner city is scary. It's like, now it's not for them because they're going into the inner city to, do this right. plan. You can maybe read it as like, oh, you know, I'm leaving childish things behind, yes. right? They've like, kind of evolved. They're now taking responsibility for right. their actions. Right. Oh, there we go. They're, t- they're finally taking responsibility for their actions and their dumb decision making up to this point. The problem is they're doing that by making dumb decisions. Well, they're making, I mean, they're still children. Informed but, dumb decisions. Yeah, they have a plan of action that is more than run away. This is the first time they're trying to do something proactive 
to destroy this entity. Every- I guess maybe if I actually found these characters interesting, I'd give a shit, but I don't. And it's just like, can we get to the next set piece, please? It's definitely a That's moment of, it's definitely a moment of put away childish things. Yeah, it's character a, development. Yeah. I don't like these characters. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, because their life has always been so mundane. As you say, their life has been so mundane up until that point. Their biggest concern was don't cross a certain line because you go into the bad neighborhood. Now, their life is no longer mundane. Right. The monotony They're- of su- suburbia has been shooken from them, right? Like, they, they thought, their parents thought, okay, we're above eight mile. Everything's going to be safe and sound here, and you'll go on to do all your, you know, suburban activities. Mm-hmm. But danger found them there anyway, you know, and they're starting to realize that the best safety is to be proactive here. So they they start walking and they get pulled over by Axel Foley. Okay? And he's looking for a rogue metallic cop named RoboCop. And they basically are like, we don't know where he is. And they run away and they end up in this club where they have to rat battle Eminem. And then I'm just kidding. This no. sounds like a better cut. I missed this cut of the <laughs> No, they go to they one. go to like a city pool that's yeah, been closed down. Right. But still filled with water and completely it was a clean school pool no it was a city pool? school pool school pool city pool maybe there's there like some sort of public pool yes okay john walk us through what do we do here what, what, what is their plan what is their <laughs> what oh their plan seems to be get it in the water and throw electrical appliances at it so but the, they're gonna electrocute the thing yes. to death That's so they go the there they do the scene that Mark's so is talking. that why she's in the pool so right. lure it she's in the, pool? the bait so they so put her friends can see it yeah they put her in the pool and she's the bait to get it into the water. And then their plan is to like electrocute and shoot it. Right. But before that, they have to spend 10 minutes just sort of gazing at the pool, as Mark noted. And it's a it's a flawed plan because your friend's in the pool. I mean, right. she's got to get out first. And, and also the entity has shown intelligence, right? It knows because he says Hugh says at the beginning, it's smart, but yeah. slow. It knows how to break windows. It knows how to pretend to be someone's mom. Like it's not dumb. So what does it obviously do? It just starts throwing all the appliances into the pool before it gets in there. Yeah. The she's entity- lucky enough that they get unplugged before they land in the water, right. awesome. which also shows how flawed their fucking plan is. <laughs> Again, my point is they're fucking planning. They've got 20 minutes of dicking around. It's like you didn't think an extension cord was necessary. No, I don't think their plan was to hurl these appliances at it. It was to push them in the water. Like, so you think the, the the following creature is unplugging them by accident because yeah. he's lifting them up and throwing them. Right. Its goal is the middle to, of the pool instead of the very edge right. of the pool. Its goal isn't to electrocute her. He wants to fucking tag her to with these TVs. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's smart, but he's almost as dumb as them. It's like he could just electrocute her and be like, hey, my, my job is done. But and he doesn't does they say tag he has her. To he tags her a couple times. He gets her many he nails he, her. But that's the thing. Doesn't they say it has to touch you to kill you? It grabs her leg in that pool. How come she didn't die then? Well, I think it has to physically kill you, not it kills right. you on it's touch. Not death by it's touch. not death. It's not the touch right. of death. Yeah. But yeah, so okay. yeah, he throws all these appliances at at her, and then she's trying to get away. He gets in the pool. Well, no, no, it's walking around the pool throwing these appliances. Right. Paul, who has a gun, who's clearly not trained to use it, no. starts firing at the invisible man. Yeah, so shoots, stupid. Shoots her sister across the <laughs> pool, like who's in the line of fire in the leg. And he just keeps going. Fucking and, dumb kid. And then then one of the friends has the genius idea, which is the first thing I thought of when they did this pool thing is blanket throw a blanket up. over it. I was like, at every doorway, put a blanket up. Because right. the moment the blanket starts lifting up, the thing is there. Or, Cap in the head right or there. Or tripwire. They obviously do not see Home Alone. If they had mm. seen Home Alone, they'd be way better prepared. Where's our Home Alone stuff? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, s- I get you. I hear you. But- it's because they're busy sitting around doing jack all. They should have been doing a better plan. They're all pining over Greg. But I mean, there is, I think, in 
I mean, these kids are like depressed, man. The Idiot's a depressing book. I don't know if y'all have ever read it, but it is really depressing. And the that character who's reading The Idiot reads a whole bunch of like quotes from it that are also really fucking She's depressing. really obsessed with it, yeah. Like, hey, r- listen to this part of the book, and it's like a 72 fucking page monologue about how the worst part about dying is not existing anymore. Well, the worst part about dying is knowing that there's nothing you can do to stop dying. Right, and this the... Ine- the certainty I, of knowing that that certain moment is a certainty. And it's like... Yo, straight up. Yeah. That's fucking depressing as hell. I get the whole like So they, they are weighed down by the inevitability of this. I There's an element of reading into this, right? But I believe that maybe they knew their plan wouldn't work. And that's why they're just like, whatever. We're just fucking around here anyway. And you're wrong. Because, <laughs> they thought it would work. I don't know. Maybe subconsciously they didn't. And that's why they're just fucking around. I think that the movie has uh, lent itself to a reading where the, the teens find this just sort of inevitability of this entity, right? This entity could be an STD. Maybe, oh shit, now I'm really getting crazy here. Maybe the inevitability is maturity and them growing up, right? Like, I don't know. I'm just no. sort of riffing here no. now, but... All right, Professor. Pull, pull, pull John's leash back in. He's no, going I can, off. I can see what he was... He I can was see saying. what you're saying, yeah. but I don't think that that was that much thought. I mean, I definitely think that the whole, like, the, the correlation, the parallel between, like, the idiot and the certainty of death and all stuff, like, that definitely plays directly into the plot of this film. But I thought that they, they they thought they had a plan that was going to work because they had thought it out. There was tons of appliances around. Where did they, they get all those fucking appliances? They weren't carrying them with them. No, they were like TVs, yeah. microwaves, toasters. It was it like, in the school. Yeah, there were multiple TVs that were thrown. But anyway, also, their plan wouldn't have worked because you're not going to electrocute a fucking 50,000 gallon pool with a bunch of TVs and uh, uh, fucking toasters. This isn't a bathtub. Like yeah, there's more than enough water there. That see, I thought that's what was happening. I thought it was just like, oh, there's just not enough like electrical current going to yeah. fill this whole thing up. And I was like, yeah. but I was like, oh no, they're getting unplugged as he throws them. Right. Which again was just like, when the toaster lifts up, shoot that direction. Paul was shooting nowhere near. No, but Paul's a panicker, right? He he is a pretend tough That's guy. That's why my friends call me Whiskers. <laughs> <laughs> Paul the panicker, all right? Jerk off Jeff. These are all, these, they, they don't have plans. Greg's a, was the too cool for school Generation X guy. Didn't work either, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think we're just seeing more and more that you can't stop this thing, but somehow they stop it. Right. Regardless of the plan is good or bad, it wouldn't have worked anyway, as we find out. Yep. It gets in the water. It grabs her. And then they shoot it in the head like twice. And it still gets up and keeps coming at you. Paul shoots the gun into the water, which at that angle, the bullets would not have done that. But yeah, so he shoots it in the head. It lets go of her foot because it's trying to pull her back down in the water to kill her. She gets out. At that point, they're out of the water. The pool starts filling massively with blood. Yeah, it's really weird. Like almost like an Art Nouveau kind of like effect. The whole pool is becoming red, which I was like, okay, well, does it need blood to move around? Like, cause it, it, things bled out at this point. Yeah, I don't know whether it can get up or not. You know, the things bled out. It was just a t- way to transition to the next scene. Yeah. And then, then they just smash cut to them at the house. Yeah. And then yeah. her and Paul have sex. Like and now she they're finally a couple gives now. in to Paul. Paul is now taking on the mantle of the it followers. And then there's a scene where he drives by a couple prostitutes and you're like, Oh, I get your plan. He's yeah. thinking about like giving I it to some whore. do like that phrasing gives in. Cause that's pretty much what he just wears her down, man. I don't think she actually wants to date Paul. No. I think he, she just like, he just wears her down until she's like, fucking, just I think, whatever, he, I think he definitely was like, like I'll every help you. loser Let me nerd's person. goal in life is to wear the woman <laughs> down until she gives it. Yeah. He, he exemplifies that through and through so but the, but the, it leaves it nebulous right we don't actually know if he goes and fucks these prostitutes right. to pass it on because then the end scene is her and 
Jay and Paul walking down the street holding hands, and there appears to be someone following them. Right. And they appear to be we together, which is really weird. Yeah, but they don't appear to be happy, right? Like, they both just have this, I like, think it's like this dead mutual look. understanding of, like, we have to stick together. We, we're in this together, so we're together kind of thing. Yeah. Or it plays into your nonsense about the immaturity going away, and they're realizing that real life sucks, and they're just going to deal with being together. Right. I think that there's a reading <laughs> of this movie, some film student could uh, use it for their thesis, of that maybe it isn't an STD as this director incorrectly claims and maybe it's time or maturity, right? Or the passing of childhood to, because these kids are all supposedly 18, 19 years old where you're transitioning to adulthood. Maybe that's what this is. Time kills us all. It follows. Oh. Well, this movie was on a budget of 2 million bucks. It raised twenty three point three million at the box office. Jesus! Um, Someone bought themselves an inner city pool. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a lot else to say on it. Uh, I think the creepy scenes are effective, but there's so much else surrounding it that I just I don't want to watch it a third time. I just don't, and I don't know if I would necessarily recommend it. Like you said, it might have brought in um, a, a wave of new type of style of horror film to come in. I think those are better done. Yes, I agree. So I would rather watch some of those rather than go back to this one. I would recommend this film, but I would recommend it as a like, have you watched this? Have you seen that? Have you watched this? Have you seen that? Okay. Um, I don't know. Maybe watch It Follows. You haven't seen that? Yeah, give it a watch. Like kind of as like a backup. Mm. Treat it as a Paul. Okay. <laughs> You'll eventually get to it yeah. because you're just worn down with everything else. This movie will wear you down. <laughs> I fucked all the other movies. You're the only one left. <laughs> the Paul of 2015, It Follows. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it does a lot of things right, but I, to Mark's point, it does not fill the void with anything substantial. So I'm left to my own devices. And depending on what kind of movie watcher you are, that could be a good or bad thing. And for me, it was a bad thing. Cause again, every time they thought of something, I was like, no dummies. No, you've had time to think this through. Like you should, you should have thought through the the pros and cons of all of this. Um, Maybe we just need to stop following around teenagers. Let's get some adults. Teenagers and military. That will never I think, happen. I think we can get done with teenagers and military in horror movies. I'd be happy to like, I'd be happy to see like a 30-year-old teacher. <laughs> I think <laughs> since horror movies have been a thing, it's been young people, unfortunately. Well, not the 50s ones. Back when they were black and white, they weren't Yeah, they teens. were adults. That's true. Yeah. They were just as stupid. <laughs> they though. were adults playing teenagers. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, John, you would obviously recommend this one. It seems like a second viewing has uh, brought you more in tune with the movie. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, look, I'm not going to lie. There are boring parts to this movie. Um, and Well, you defended it well. I'll give you that. Yeah, thank you. But I think that there's... I think once I had time away from it and I was able to watch it without being kind of poisoned by the trailer and also knowing that maybe this isn't a conventional horror movie and there's something kind of under the surface, I enjoyed it more. Or maybe I just read into it a whole bunch of shit that's not there. I think you read into like some of it, but I think a lot of your your insights on it is, is actually very accurate. Listening to you talk about it has actually like kind of like keyed me in on a few things. Like the 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 connection between the idiot and the the inevitability of um it, it coming after you and death being a certainty, no ifs, ands, or buts. Like that, you know, you you kind of brought that to light for me. And I was like, oh shit, that's like a that's like dead on. Um Yeah, those are good points. Maybe if I had thought about that more before going into it or while I was watching it, instead of just being bored by the <laughs> the pace of it, I might have enjoyed it more. Well, I think you guys also probably suffered from watching it as the hype because I yes. never saw this movie when it came out. It was way later when I saw it. But, oh, my God, I remember this movie being hyped up as, like, 
this is it. Yep. This is what we've been waiting for. If you don't see, if you see one movie this year, mm-hmm. and it was just like, you know. Scariest movie since The Exorcist. <laughs> make sure it's cool runnings. <laughs> right. No. Um, so, yeah, it was just like, I think I would have been massively disappointed had it been hyped up as well. And I think that may have been what happened to you guys. But, yeah, I think, John, you make a valid point. But I will to 100% defend Mark. There is so much downtime, which I know was a choice. Yeah. I just think it was a choice that should have been made differently. Again, much like the movie, you should have made some better choices. (laughs) (laughs) Cut out 10, 15 minutes, and I think you'd have a real solid film on your hand. All right. There we have it. Anything else, gentlemen? Nope. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Mm